0: Oh, a change is going to come. A change must come to D.C. area sports. You're right here with Lujo, cooking the chicken, D.C. sports talk, back again on this wonderful Monday. Glad to be alive. But, hey, the D.C. area teams are not doing well at all. Let's deal with a couple other teams before we get to the Redskins today because I got a lot to talk about, and I'm going to try to unpack it uh, best I can. First and foremost, the Washington Nationals are a dumpster fire. I say you blow the whole team up and freaking start over. Bryce Harper is probably gone. As a, uh, I think he's a free agent. He's probably out of here. Your pitching uh, is suspect. Uh, at this stage, if you can even make the playoffs, you're going to get blown out in the first round. This year was a total disappointment for the Washington Nationals. I am so outdone with them and their performance. I'm done with them. Dumpster fire, blow the whole team up, start over next year. Hey, go figure. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Moving on to the Washington Capitals. Let's talk about the championship winning, the, the hockey champions, the Washington Capitals. Currently, they're not far behind the Washington Nationals. Caps ranked right now number five in a division of eight teams in the Eastern Conference Metro Division. Islanders, eight and four. Penguins, six and three. Blue Jackets, seven and six. Hurricanes, six and six. And here we are with the lowly Caps at five and four, barely over 500. Guess what, though? They're not far behind. They're only three games out of first place. They can solve their season and they can get themselves into a better position, they still got a whole season to go. I look for the Caps to turn it on starting officially now. And do some damage in the Eastern Division and hopefully they can get into the playoffs this year. It's pretty much the same team year over year from last year. So there's no excuse. You all want the Stanley Cup. Are you serious? And you're five and four right now and you're getting blown out by teams? Not a good look. Fix what you have to fix. Make your adjustments now. I'm not sure what's going on, but I think the Capitals need to increase something. And whatever that something is, we're going to underline, asterisk, bold, italic, the word something. You got to do something. They got a home game versus the Oilers tonight in town at 7 o'clock p.m. at Cap One Arena. Let's see what they can do tonight. And I'm going to leave the Capitals alone. Moving on. To the Washington Wizards. Hey, they finally won a game. They're now 2-7 on the season. They just beat the New York Knicks, who was not a a good team at all. They're 3-7. But they won this game 108-95. Out of 15 teams in the East, the Wizards are ranked number 13th. And behind them, the Bulls, terrible. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, who just fired their coach, Teron Liu, last week they're a dumpster fire. The Wizards are fiercely incompetitive, And when they are competitive, teams find a way to beat them. We finally get Dwight Howard and see what he can do. Uh, Not bad, he had a double-double, 10 rebounds and 10 points. And with him in the lineup, these guys could hang with anybody. Let's see if they can turn it on and move upward in their momentum in the Eastern Conference. Right now in the East, The Raptors are 9-1. The Raptors, Toronto Raptors, yeah, Drake's team, they're 9-1. Milwaukee Bucks, they're 8-1. Raptors are 9-1. Milwaukee Bucks, 8-1. Pacers are 7-3. The Celtics are 6-3. You got work to do. All right? The Wizards are 2-7. I think... If they lose 10 games before they win 10 games, I think Scott Brooks, the head coach, is out of here. You're fired. You're gone. And I say you start over and start trading players out to see if you can get a good uh, first rounder next year. You got Zion Williamson, who's at Duke. Maybe you can land him or a couple of his teammates. They're they're all looking pretty good at Duke this year. Go figure. Don't know. Maybe you blow the whole team up. But um, this team looked pretty good. Um, And hopefully they can put it all together and keep it consistent. Markeith Morris, six rebounds, five assists, 16 points. Kelly Oubre Jr., four rebounds, one assist, nine points. You got to get Oubre more involved in this lineup. You got to get him involved. He brings energy and he brings consistency for this team. Dwight Howard, as I stated, 10 rebounds, 10 points. Bradley Beal, eight rebounds, three assists, 22 points. John Wall, two rebounds, seven assists, 26 points. Of course, he's going to be leading your stats. Jeff Green, you got to figure out how to get him more involved in the game. He had nine rebounds and he had 14 points. He had 14 points, more than Oubre and Howard. You got to figure out how to get him more involved in your game plan. And he's going to be somebody you need to bring off the bench and bring him in quickly because he did contribute pretty good in the game over the New York Knicks. All right. So Wizards, you got work to do. Caps, you got work to do. Nationals, (laughs) start over from scratch. Okay, moving on to our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Washington Redskins. Did you see that mess on Sunday? Did you see it? Did you, did you, did you? Did you see it? I hope you did see it for your own sakes. Got blown out by the Atlanta Falcons here at FedEx Field. Thirty eight to fourteen. Embarrassing loss coming off a three game win streak. You put something on Carolina. You beat Dallas, you beat the Giants, and everybody now is starting to include the Redskins in possible, quote-unquote, playoff talk because they're leading the division at 5-3, and three, and yet they still have a chance to win and get into the playoffs. But if you play like you played yesterday in front of your home crowd and you got whipped in every phase of the game, you're not going to be going to no playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking uh, Playoffs? Playoffs? I'm just hoping we can win a game. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna put that in highlight, bolded playoffs. I'm hoping we could just win next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have to travel to Tampa Bay next week, Sunday, 1 o'clock, in sunny Florida. And they're a 3-5 team. But guess what? The Atlanta Falcons were 3-5 coming in Sunday, and they blew lights out. In every phase of the game, the defense could not hang with Ridley, Sanu, and Julio Jones. could even hang with their tight end, Hooper. They put up 38 at home. They looked bigger. Atlanta looked faster. They looked well coached, and they executed. They looked disciplined, and they looked like a playoff team coming out of the NFC. The way the Redskins played yesterday, huh? Not so much. Here's some stats for you. Matt Ryan, 26 attempts. Uh, 38 attempts, 26 completions, threw for 350 yards, four touchdowns. Alex Smith. Hope you're taking notes. You can write it in shorthand. You can write it any way you need to write it. Take notes on this. 38 attempts, 26 completions, 350 yards, four touchdowns. To three different targets yesterday. Tevin Coleman. This guy hadn't even heard hadn't even heard of him until yesterday. Steps in for an injured Devontae Freeman. Runs for 13 carries, 88 yards. He's put the most yards on us this season. 88 yards. And then you got Edo Smith coming behind him. He had 10 yards for 60 yards. They got run over today. And what they did was they exploited your the weakness of your defensive line is running on the edge. Because the defensive linebackers couldn't catch him. Preston Smith... Mason Foster, Zach Brown, they got exploited to the fullest level of exploitation on yesterday at FedEx Field. And I digress, but the Dimebackers have got to play better. Got to play better. And the Atlanta Falcons gave every other opponent in and on their schedule the blueprint, Uh, this is how you defeat the Redskins. And they must have went and took a page out of the New Orleans Saints playbook because it looked just like the Saints blowout on that Monday night against an NFC opponent. You looked stank. Nevertheless, a few more stats. Julio Jones, seven receptions, a buck 21, one touchdown. Calvin Ridley, six receptions, 71 yards, one touchdown. Tevin Coleman, our running back, reminded me of Chris Thompson yesterday. Five catches, not only did he run for 88 yards, put up another 68 in receiving. The man had a buck 40 altogether on the day. No, I hadn't heard of this guy at all until yesterday. Two touchdowns, Tevin Coleman. Oh my gosh, really, really? Muhammad Sanu, four catches, forty-five yards. Austin Hooper, the tight end, three receptions, forty-one yards. Atlanta looks like a playoff-bound team based on not only yesterday, but they've won three straight now to improve to four and four on the season. I got Atlanta coming to be a, a fierce competitor coming out of the NFC. Atlanta defense sacks Alex Smith three times. Trent Williams was out hurt. He's out for a month with a thumb injury. He had surgery. So they put Nseki in the game. He gets burned. They put Jerron Christian, the new draft, uh, just drafted him last year. He gets flat out pushed onto his backside at times. Was not ready to play at all. They get to Alex Smith three times, and they intercept Alex Smith one time the ball hits uh, Vernon Davis in the hands bounces off the defender and here comes their safety oh interception right on the sideline and that all but seals the deal and this is a defense that had players out and they played the skins like they were an elementary school flag football team these guys did not look ready to play and I put that on the head coach Skins, stat-wise, Alex Smith, 46 tries, 30 receptions, 306 yards. That that might be the most he's had all season. He had one touchdown, fade pass to Josh Doxson. He also had 22 yards rushing on a pretty good play where he gets out of the grasp of a couple defenders, runs up the sidelines for 22 yards. Oh, by the way, Alex Smith, you might want to run out of bounds next week because the hit that you took... Reminded me of a hit that RG3 took and didn't look too well for him. He could have gotten knocked out of the game. Go out of bounds, dude. Really? Slide. Do something. But the hit you took after that 22 yards was not worth it. You got to be able to get the first down and go out of bounds. Preserve time and preserve your body for the next play. Bibbs, 20 yards, one touchdown. P Ryan, 20 yards. Peterson, a mere 17 yards. And that was their game plan. We're going to take your playmakers out of the game. And that was Peterson, as you can see. It was Jordan Reed, which I'm getting ready to get to now. And Richardson. Take your three best offensive playmakers out of the game. Where was that defensive strategy on the Redskins sideline? Because they couldn't stop anybody. Mo Harris, surprisingly, 10 catches for 124 yards. A lot of those came in the fourth quarter when the score was 38 to 14. But guess what? He goes over 100 yards for the first time in his career. I like that young man. Keep balling. You got to find out how you can get Maurice Harris more involved in your game plan. He can. He's proven that he can catch. He's proven that he can get open. And he's proven that he can make things happen on the field. Get him the ball. Vernon Davis, five catches, 62 yards. Jordan Reed, asterisk, four catches, A mere 34 yards. Jay Gruden, I'm not sure what tea you're drinking, but you got to figure out a way to get your best, arguably one of your best weapons on the field and get in the ball. 34 yards is not enough. Josh Doxson played pretty good yesterday. Three catches, 31 yards. Catches a fade for a touchdown. Of course, we know Gruden loves to fade, but I digress. He scored his touchdown. Hey, without that, you would have only scored seven points in the game. He scored 14 points at home against an NFC opponent. Embarrassing. Peterson, two receptions receptions for 16 yards. One of those passes hits Peterson in the behind. I'm not sure what Alex Smith was doing yesterday. The defense sacked Ryan twice. Ioannidis gets one. Ryan Kerrigan gets one. Dunbar does get a pick, and it's good to see him back. Moving on. Takeaways from this... Awesome, amazing, wonderful game yesterday. <laughs> Close to a dumpster fire. Number one, Alex Smith, you need to gamble more and throw your receivers open. I've been saying it. It's been a theme that's been consistent from the Carolina game to the Dallas game to the Giants game. And here we are with it again. You have to throw the ball up like you did with the Josh Doxson touchdown. And you got to find Richardson. You've got to get your playmakers involved in the game. Maurice Harris does come down with a one-handed grab, which was absolutely stellar yesterday. But you got to make more plays like that and you got to make something happen. This team, one of the things that I thought that Alex Smith was going to bring to this offense was going to be the ability to make something happen, get out of the rush, get out of the pocket and find somebody down the field. He has not done much of that this year. Number 2. Gruden as the head coach of this football team has to find a way to utilize your playmakers. Reed Peterson Richardson, they're not in your game plan. And if the defense tries to neutralize them, you have to get them involved somewhere else. Put them in other places. Get the ball in their hands. You ran a reverse last week. Didn't see any of that this week. If you got to get the ball screen to Reed, a screen to Peterson, a screen to Richardson, get these guys the ball and let them make something happen after the catch. I didn't see a lot of that yesterday. I'm not sure what Gruden is doing. I think he has a script. And if that script deviates in one way, form, or fashion, it just messes up the whole game. And then in the fourth, third, and fourth quarter, why aren't you calling a hurry-up offense? For the life of me, I can't understand. The score is 28-14. to And they just scored on you and embarrassed you. And you can't even come back and answer it with a touchdown. Had they scored and made the score 28-21, it would have been a decent, respectable game. But you can't even come back and answer. You can't even answer with a field goal. I mean, you're just an inept coach. I'm so sorry to say it, guys. But Jay Gruden, I'm not sure where he is. If he's on another planet, if he's in another stadium somewhere. But I don't know what you're looking at. Because football coaches would get these players' ears and coach them up. And you're not doing the job, sir. Defense. Could not make adjustments. I'm not sure where Greg Minuski was yesterday, but the blitz was non-existent. If I know that Matty Ice is gutting me, literally gutting me for 20 and 30 yards of pop, and I'm going to get to him early and often, I'm going to call a linebacker blitz. I'm going to call a safety blitz. I'm going to call an all-out blitz on this guy. And they did make a couple of stops in the third and fourth quarter, but they just could not stop this guy for the most part. i want to blitz him all day. When you give a good quarterback time, a la Drew Brees, a la Tom Brady, a la uh, Cam Newton and, and, and your top-tier quarterbacks, you're going to be in for a long day because these guys will pick your defense apart. You've got to come with a blitz. You've got to bat down passes. You've got to do more than what you did yesterday because if you if you do make the playoffs, you're going to get blown out in the first game. I don't care who you play because your defensive backs have got to step up and make plays. Number four, run games, it was pretty much sputtery. There were flashes. Adrian Peterson made a couple good runs, but he was held to 17 yards nonetheless. I would have used Piran. Piran ran, he had two runs for 20 yards. If Piran looks like he's running today, and he's running pretty good, why not work Piran? Okay, Adrian Peterson, guess what? Today is not your day. I'm going to play my hot hand. And yesterday, Piron was the hot hand. I would have been throwing the ball to Bibbs all day. Alex a Smith, I don't know what he's seeing. But Matty Ice was even checking the ball down and getting 10 yards, 15 yards. If that's what you need to do to get first downs and keep drives going, that's what you got to do. Man, I would have used Piron yesterday. He's fresh. Adrian Peterson's dealing with a shoulder, a knee, and an ankle. And he's 33 years old. Maybe he can't heal as fast as the other guys. But guess what? This is the midpoint of the season. If I got to use P. Ryan next week, that's what I'm going to do. And he better not fumble. You better get in there and you better cook that chicken, Dag on it. Number five. This was a telling takeaway for me. The team, once again, was not ready to play. And I put that on the head football coach. You have to exhibit to me some more fire. You have to exhibit to me that you really want to win and Atlanta came in and they showed me yesterday that they wanted to win. They were breaking tackles, they were showing me second, third effort. They were pushing piles into the end zone, pushing piles into first downs. These guys came in with an attitude that I don't see on the Redskins sideline. I don't see it in the execution, I don't see it in their discipline. Let's talk about discipline for a minute. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. That was horrible. Team was not prepared to play. Number six, the team could not make adjustments. When I see that you've already put up 21, 28 points, I got to do something in my philosophy to slow you all down. Could not make adjustments. Once again, this has been Jay Gruden's problem since he got here. He can't make adjustments. In-game adjustments, halftime adjustments. He's going to stick to a script and that's it. You never deviate. The best actors... Have to improvise. When you forget your lines, you got to improvise and make something happen. You got the cameraman on you. You got the sound man on you. You got the lighting man on you. You got people looking at you when you're filming that thing. You better improvise and make something happen when you're on the camera. And Jay Gruden cannot improvise. Dare I say it again, Jay Gruden cannot improvise as a head coach. Seven, injuries. Injuries. Oh, we took a toll on injuries yesterday. Scherf, shoulder, he could be out for time. We know that Trent Williams is out with a thumb injury. He's out for probably about a month. Morgan Moses, ankle issue, but he did come back. Laval, I think he took a knee issue. That offensive line is going to have to now reshuffle if these guys, any of these guys are out for any extended amount of time. If your offensive line is suspect at most, then Alex Smith's going to be running for his life for the rest of the season. This reminds me of last year. Too many injuries. And that's the way the ball bounces sometimes. It's a game of football. But we had a lot of injuries yesterday. I think Jordan Reed even went out. But he did come back. He showed me a little heart yesterday. But he could be out. Hopefully, his back's going to get checked. I think he had a back issue yesterday. Already out. You add that to Crowder and Thompson. Already out. Now, when you got all your weapons in Reed, Peterson, Crowder, Thompson, Everybody's healthy. This team is a team to play with the big boys. These these guys can flat out play. But when these guys are going down hurt, and they're barely playing, and they're playing hurt, and they're playing nicked up, you can tell that you're a step behind the other team. You can tell. I mean, Atlanta just looked like the faster, better, well-coached team yesterday, hands down. Here's the most telling stat of them all. <laughs> you ready for this over a hundred yards and penalties over a hundred yards in penalties you're an nfl team and you got over a hundred yards and penalties and get this at home i can tell okay i can maybe make a case for you if you're playing on the road and you can't hear false start here uh, encroachment there but you had over 100 yards and penalties at home, that is a freaking travesty. That is horrible. That is a lack of execution and discipline on all phases of the game. And you better fix that and fix that fast. Injuries mounting up, lack of discipline. Jay Gruden, you are back on the hot seat. Is he going to make it to the end of the season? Probably so. You're 5-3. and three. You're still in the playoff hunt. But if this team does not win seven games, eight games, I would even go further to say nine games this season. That is a big letdown. It is a big disappointment. And Jake Gruden, I think you might be out of here. That's my opinion. That's my perspective. 100 yards of penalties at home. Ugh, embarrassing. Moving on. Now, what did I see that was actually good yesterday? There are very few, but there are some good things. Harris caught over 100 yards in receiving yesterday. A lot of that came in crunch time in the fourth quarter. I think he might have had four or five receptions in the fourth quarter when the defense probably went into a pre-vent or a zone. But nonetheless, that's a good game for the young guy, Maurice Harris. I'm proud of him. You got to figure out how to get him into the game plan. Uh, You were able to find the end zone in the second half, which was great. You got to build on that. Uh, We got to get this loss behind us, and we've got to move forward to Tampa Bay. And they're gonna play hard after that whipping they saw on Sunday. They're gonna play us hard. D-Jax is there. Mike Evans is there. Fitz Magic. If he's having a Fitz Magic day, it's gonna be a long day. Currently, Tampa is three and five. Uh more good news. We're still leading the division. Five and three. Four and two in the NFC. Um, you're behind the Saints. Seven and one, Panthers six and two, Falcons are behind us at four and four. So in the NFC South, they got a tough division: the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Buccaneers. They got a tough division. But guess what? We got Tampa on Sunday. Uh, right now, we are fourth in the NFC: Rams, Saints, Panthers, Skins. The Bears and Vikings, though, are both five and three, right on our heels. Right on our heels. That could all change next week. If the Redskins take an L to the Tampa Buccaneers, it's going to be tough to try to get in a playoff spot at all with the Bears and Vikings coming along. And behind them, you got the Eagles, Seahawks, and the team that whooped us yesterday, the Falcons. So the Skins have better wheel off, reel off and at least four or five more wins if they want to get to the playoffs. Looking at next year's draft, I'm looking at getting two O-linemen based on this year from what I've seen and last year what I've seen. You need two offensive linemen. You need a stud-wide receiver. You need a stud defensive end. I'm not sure if you go to Alabama or Georgia, Clemson. You better pick one of the schools in the SEC, which is the best division in college football, and you better find a defensive end. I mean a stud defensive end. I think Preston Smith is gone. After this year, he's in a contract year. If Crowder can't get back on the field, he might be gone. He's in a contract year this year. You need a 2-0 lineman, a stud wide receiver or two. You need a stud defensive end or two. And you need a quarterback. Dare I say, you need a quarterback. I don't think Alex Smith is a long-term answer on this team, and I'm basing that off of what I've seen of him last year with the Chiefs, and what I've seen of him this year, even though your team is five and three, a lot of that is because of Adrian Peterson, not because of Alex Smith. He's a game manager. He's not gonna lose you a game, but he's not gonna come from behind and get you a win either. Alex Smith is not gonna be here in two years from my standpoint. He can win you games, maybe he can get you 10 wins this year, not sure. But if you come in and play like you played yesterday and you get out coached and outplayed, Alex Smith is not going to matter a hill of beans in the future. I say you go and grab a quarterback in the first round. A quarterback or a wide receiver in the first daggone round of the draft next year. In my conclusion, um, this team is not giving up. I thought that with the addition of ha ha Clinton Dix, that we'd have a, a a nastier attitude on defense that was non-existent yesterday, but you got to be able to lick your wounds. You got to be able to come back and you got to be able to put up points against a Tampa Bay team next year, next week. I'm sorry. Um, This team can win games. Um, I think that in the division, you'll be fighting for winning the division. If not, you'll be trying to win a play, uh, a wild card spot. And the way it looks now, the Rams are probably in, the Saints are probably in, the Panthers are probably in, and the Bears are probably in. You got the Vikings and the Eagles and the Seahawks and the Falcons to deal with outside of that. So is Adrian Peterson going to make it through a full season? Not sure. You better get Bibbs involved. I think Byron Marshall comes back. I think Trey Quinn comes back next week. You want to get these young guys involved, these young money Get young money involved in the game. Let them make their money. Trey Quinn is going to be irrelevant. Is going to be relevant this week. Mystery relevant. Last pick in the draft. Oh, he's going to be relevant this week because Alex Smith needs more targets and he needs them bad. And he doesn't have a true slot receiver right now because Jamison Crowder is hurt. So Trey Quinn, bless you, sir. Come on in. Let's get you into this game plan somehow. And teams have not seen much of him. He was hurt in the first game of the season. So I said you get him involved in your offense early and often against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What this does mean, because you activated two players off of IR and Byron Marshall and Trey Quinn, I'm not sure that Cam Sims can come back this year. I think you can only play and only bring back two players off of injured reserve. And Cam Sims is on injured reserve. So I'm not sure he can come back unless the teams go into the playoffs. So, that said... That is my estimation, that is my guesstimation, that is my perspective on things, all things considered with baseball, basketball, hockey, and football. This is DC Sports Talk with your man, Lou Joe, signing off. I'll check you all next week. Let's get in there and let's cook some chicken. You just heard the podcast of Cook the Chicken with Lewis Johnson. For advertising opportunities, call 540-457-8281.